T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And uh, as we promised, sort of, we are out, of. out on location today. Uh, we were thinking about going to Ruse, and uh, we are going to go to Ruse eventually, mm-hmm. but... That did not happen this week as they are in California. I chatted with the boys. They were uh, quite excited to do the podcast. So I don't know if we'll get both of them or one of them or something. But in the near future, uh, they were very excited to do it. They were just out of town. So if we get both of them with our new podcasting rig that we're using, we might have to have one just on like a regular microphone. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but we'll, we'll let them figure that well, out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> hey, do you want to hear things really well or do you want to be the, the weirdo with the microphone? Yeah, and who knows? Knowing some duos, you know, it's, it's usually like, okay, that guy's the talker. I am not. Right. You know, that, that is, that sometimes is there is that. I think we had that at, uh, oh, what was the one podcast we did that, where the one was like the really big talker and the other one was like, I agree. <laughs> oh, yeah, what was that? Was that, was that Laurelwood? Mm, no, Laura Lewitt? Would be, yes, yes. Okay. It was the Lewitt podcast. One of them was like really, really good, and the other one was like, yep. <laughs> and it was like, okay. <laughs> Great input. But then when you asked him specific questions, he was fine. It was yeah. just funny when it's like, hey, both of you guys give an answer, and he's like, I don't have anything to add. I'm I sorry. agree. Um, so we are today out at Hawthorne Hop House. Yep. I've never been here before. Um, actually, funny enough, I was driving here. It took me across the Hawthorne Bridge, so I was d- going down Hawthorne the entire way. Mm-hmm. And I really haven't spent a lot of time on Hawthorne oh, as yeah. a whole. Okay. Um, as I was driving, I was like, "Don't recognize that." Uh, nope, nope, nope. And I've, you know, I've gone near where like the Baghdad Theater is mm-hmm. before, and I've been in the main Hawthorne Caesar Chavez area. But this was like, I don't know where I'm going, but okay, this is a cool spot. I like this spot, a nice little mall. There's like, or a strip mall. There's like a burger place here, and there's a a, a mellow yellow, I think, over here, or not mellow yellow, the the mushroom pizza place. Oh, mellow mushroom. That's what's called. I was like yeah. mellow yellow. Just That's like, a soda. <laughs> just like, we have 15 different Mellow Yellow flavors. It's like, all right, well, let me finish this podcast, and I'll be right over there. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the pizza place, the Mellow Mushroom, yeah. That's what uh, used to be a 10-barrel. Oh, really? The 10-barrel downtown used to be a Mellow Mushroom. Okay. Well, that's all here, and it's, uh, it's a cool spot. It's nice inside. Uh, as we were talking to the bartender, family-friendly. Family-friendly. Uh, they have food, which we did not order, but uh, we will maybe we'll order at the end. We'll see. But we are here for one reason and one reason alone, and that is the IPA Challenge. We'll explain to you what that is in a second. Uh, you can find the podcast everywhere. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, Omni, 1080thefan.com. You can find us on Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. Uh, we did not post it on the Instagram page yet, but we do have that list we're going to share. I posted it on my Twitter account, which is at MikeLynch27. Yeah, I've been kind of fooling around with the best way to present it. On Instagram? So, yeah, so I'm kind of looking into it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have that on there, may, maybe in the description of the podcast. Yeah. Say, hey, here's all our Beer of the Weeks. Um, so if you go to my Twitter, it's on the last podcast tweet uh, where I shared the Google Doc of all of our Beer of the Weeks, and it has all our tasting notes. So, again, thank you to Taylor for doing that. Um, so that is, uh, that's there. Patrick is on Instagram at pdd085 as well if you'd like to follow us on our personal social medias. Full disclosure, we have no beer 
weekend beer for us because we recorded our podcast two days ago, and we're yeah. recording it now on a Saturday. So <laughs> I I had one beer yesterday. It was nothing. It was fine. It was, I I had a new stoop beer. A okay. uh, new Stoop IPA that was fantastic. Been liking them. I have, I have, and we're getting a little bit here and there around here. So that's the second one I've had in maybe a couple months that I've enjoyed. And I did a little tour de frame yesterday, where I had um, a mosaic pale, which I've had multiple times, and then I did the citrus zest in bottles as well. Um, just really, really solid beers. Uh, yeah, I had the as I described last week on the podcast. I had one of the Hot Valley beers that's still in my fridge. I had the mango stash. I, I had it with dinner. That was it. So. I drank two Stay West last night while I was watching Ant Man. Mm. As you continue your Marvel thing, yeah, it Ant was Man's really a good. good. Movie. I really yeah. liked Ant Man. Well, Paul well, Rudd's amazing. Yeah, Paul Rudd is pretty cool. My girlfriend's in love with him. She was like, "He's really good for that role," and I was like, "Uh huh, that role, huh?" <laughs> and what other role do you like? All of them, <laughs> every single one. I did have a funny. I love. Moment. I love you, man. I did. I did have a funny moment. I was in the truck on my way driving here, and she called me, and she was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Hey, where are you going? Like, what are you doing? I was like, first of all, it's 12.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. I could be doing anything right now. <laughs> Not this, like, what plans do you have, loser? And I was like, well, I'm going to do the podcast. And she goes, wait, you already did it on Thursday? <gasps> You're going somewhere. I was like, I am going somewhere. She's like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> I guess people like it when we go places. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I was surprised she didn't come if she was that excited. Ah, I think she's got plans or something. Oh, okay. Well, Fine. Fine. Fine, Patrick's girlfriend, who we have yet to name on the podcast. Fine. Um, all right, so explain the IPA challenge that's here at uh, Hawthorne Hop House. This is not always happening, right? Right, right. They do it one time a year. Uh, and so this is probably, I think, my third time doing it, maybe my fourth time. I can't remember. And what they do is they present to you 12 different IPAs from the Portland and greater Portland area. And your challenge is to guess what these beers are. In the first first couple of years that I did it, they would give you six at a time, and you would guess between those six which was which, and then you would get the other six. Last year, they gave you all 12 at once, and it was incredibly hard to just try to guess with 12 different beers on the table, not to mention beers would start to get warm and such forth like that. But the really the coolest thing about this uh, is the... So you guess, and then in years past, they've also asked you uh, what your favorite is. So you try to guess what they all are, and then you say, oh, okay, my favorite is the Ferment IPA, which I thought was number five. Mm -hmm. And what they'll do, what I would imagine they do, is number five gets the vote, not Ferment. Right. It's whatever number five actually is. Right. And the winner of that becomes their house IPA handle for the whole year. And, yeah, that's cool. And working at Breakside... Uh, we have won this a couple times, and it's it's a big account. Like, if you're a brewery, this is a great account to have as their house IPA, whether, like, straight out of Portland from Migration won last year. That's, I mean, you can sell, you know, that's like 30 barrels of beer to one place in a year. That's that's a really, a really cool thing. And I think it's just fun because looking at these, and we'll get into the beers, you know, there's only two beers on here that I haven't had. And that's actually not true. There's only one beer on here that I haven't had. There so they're, they're all beers that you are familiar with. Yeah, there's only one that I haven't had as well. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Now, I've not had a, all of these a ton. Agreed. I am the same. But, uh, I mean, there's stuff on here I've been drinking for 10 years. Right, right. So we'll, we'll, uh, we're, what we're going to do is, because they're doing sixes again instead of twelves like last year, we're going to do one segment with the first six, mm-hmm. and then one segment with the second six, and then we will, uh, I don't really know how we're going to do Beer of the Week on this one. But maybe we'll just 
not. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, fi- we'll figure that out at the end. But, uh, yeah, so let's get started. So we've got the tasting notes of the IPAs here with us. Well, well the, I guess not here. They're not notes. They the just, IBUs yeah, they stuff. just give us uh, the IBU and the ABV, which I thought would be helpful to some things. I mean, I'm not a big IBU guy just because I think there's perceived bitterness and actual bitterness. Um, but the, the booze part helps. Yes. I think. So, uh, all right. Well, we got number one right in front of us here. Number one. This one Starting is, off. This one looks like a hazy. <laughs> it looks like a hazy. And uh, it is the only one on here that looks like a hazy. Oh, so. I guess I guess what we can say is one through six. Oh, sorry. Are, are, yeah. These are our choices, and they are in no particular order we're supposed to guess. Uh, they are Migration Straight Out of Portland, Breakside Wanderlust, Ferment IPA, Montevilla Flam Top IPA, Sun River Vicious Mosquito, and Berlick Punk Rock Time. This is a little loaded ballot. It is. There's a lot of beer. I mean, I drink Vicious, Punk Rock, Wanderlust, and Straight Out of Portland all the time. Yep. I drink those beers so you should know all the time. You would think, but last year I did this, and I didn't even give Wanderlust right. <laughs> or it was Stay West. I don't remember which one it was, but I was like, that's got to be Stay West. Uh, they were like, no, that's Palajack. And I'm like, those are completely different beers. Yeah. <laughs> I've had them both a lot, but uh, I'm an idiot. So the, this is the only hazy on here. Mm-hmm. At least and for this six. I'd be shocked if the bottom six had uh, a hazy. So this is giving me a little bit of a hint right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Because I've had all of these beers except for one. And the one that I haven't had is the Montevilla Flam Top IPA. None of the other beers on this list are hazies. No. <laughs> so to me, this has to be the Montevilla Flam Top IPA. And actually, to be honest, this is not a bad hazy IPA. Oh, really? Did you just see my face when I took a taste no. of it? Ooh, you know, like, like it? no. It's one that, like, it doesn't give me too much of that pulpiness that I hate in hazies. That's the one thing that really turns me off from hazies is that pulpiness. I'm not really getting that in this at all. I get, like, sweaty sock. Well. Like blue cheese or something gross. Well, well, hey, blue cheese is delicious. Blue but cheese is delicious. I am going to say that the first one is the Montevilla Flam Top IPA because that's the only one on here that I haven't had. Oh, yeah, and they gave us little oyster crackers so that yeah, we can cleanse clean our palate. Yeah. I mean, I have a Fortside Pilsner next to me to clean my palate, but that's because, you know, I have issues. What is the Fortside Pilsner? It's just a Pilsner from Fortside. They're a Vancouver brewery. Was it Vancouver? That's why I, I hadn't heard of them before. Right, where are you? Where are you? Yeah, Fortside Pilsner. That's what it is, 5%. There you just go. a little Pilsner. Yeah, you came here like two minutes before me, and the guy was like, hey, you want a beer while you wait? I was like, sure. I walk in a minute later. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, well. All right, so number two. Uh, definitely not a hazy, as the rest are not. No, I love the color of number two. I mean, it's kind it's very of... Very golden mm-hmm, It's like, looking at it as we'll go down the line, I can see on like four and five, they're a little more yellowish to where this has got a little more tint to it. Makes me think maybe a little extra malt action in it, which I'm not opposed to these days. Ah, I'm turning you slightly. A little bit more malt. Yeah, there's definitely way more malt action in this one. You get it immediately off the top. It's a much less bitter mm-hmm. IPA. Um. Mm. Very mild, actually. I'm not getting yeah. a lot of hop character. Maybe not character, but not, I'm not getting a lot of that bitterness out of this one at all. Yeah, I'm getting some pretty nice balance mm-hmm. on it. Um, one thing that I will say in this challenge, Mike, is it's kind of smart to write notes to yourself. Yeah. So we don't have to actually choose right on the spot what you think it is. Okay. So I have done that many, many of times. So what I will do right now. We do this, have the little like, sheet yeah, here. Yeah, we got the little sheet here that it's on. I will write, you know. Tea malt, which is just a little, that's my, <laughs> behind the curtain, as a server and a bartender, you create your own shorthand. Yeah. And my shorthand makes no sense to anybody else, but I will see tea malt. What is tea? Oh, touch of malt. Touch of malt. Okay. I was curious. I was like, does that mean too much malt? Touch of malt. I will does just put a. Tasty I will put a B plus, does which is. Terrific malt? <laughs> I will put a B plus next to it, which will tell me 
that there is a little extra bitterness than what I would expect. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's what I was. I'm not getting a lot of bitterness in this. Oh, one yeah. At all. I yeah. actually get a decent amount, but it could just be pushed up from the malt, so it could be something like that. So when I do that, then I look at then I look over here at my options, and to me, I'm less familiar with the ferment. Yes. So I kind of I kind of think to myself. That's also what I was leaning towards. Okay, could be that. Mm-hmm. I also think it could be. I also think it could be the migration. Okay. And even if I'm just like, yeah, maybe. Even if it's just like a touch of maybe stuff, then I start. Then I'll just write it down. So you don't just so you don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking of something. All right. Well, I'm. I also lean from it on this one, but I I've had straight out of Portland lately, and this is not triggering that memory for okay. me. I'm maybe leaning vicious mosquito on this one a okay. tiny bit. Uh, but this is again, we've only had the first two, so I'm just gonna put it down on my little. I'm making my little continuing my iPhone note that we have of our podcast here. Last year, I think I got one correct. Out of all 12? Out of all 12. And it was, I think it was uh, block 15 sticky hands. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's sticky hands. <laughs> that's the only 8% beer on this tray. I was surprised not to see sticky hands on this. Um, but I also think, you know, sticky hands lands a little more in the double IPA category. And to be slamming pints of sticky all day is kind of a dangerous, dangerous thing. Also, maybe it was the easiest one to predict. So they were like, look, this is kind yeah. of giving away easy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, so I don't know what it is, but I like I take this really seriously, even though I shouldn't. You well, it's, know? it's fun, but it's also like this this weird. Um, it's like an ego thing. It's like, mm-hmm. especially for you because you work in beer, mm-hmm. and even for me now because we've been doing this for so long. I'm like, I should know this. I should know. I should at least be able to discern certain flavors and try to guess because I've had all these beers mm-hmm. for the most part. So I heard a rumor that like three years ago, four years ago, Ben Edmonds got ten out of twelve. Well, of course you did. Like, that's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> like, I understand knowing beer because, you know, he's one of the most knowledgeable people in beer that I've ever met and ever been around. But it's like, do you drink all these people's beer that much? Or do you have that great of a retention that you can just say, I know what that is? Hmm. Well, I just had number three. Took the first sip of it. Hit me with a really interesting flavor that I wasn't expecting. Right off the bat. Um <laughs> this is really difficult. <laughs> I'm already having yeah, trouble. Yeah, no, dude. This is soft. I find this beer soft. Low bitterness. What does that mean? Does that mean low bitterness? No, no, no. When I say soft, I mean like it's smooth on the palate. Okay. It's not like there's no aggressive flavors. It almost feels like it's just kind of resting in your mouth, which are some strengths of IPAs for my palate. Those are some things that I like a lot. Okay. I, I got a really interesting pop of flavor right off the first mm-hmm. sip where I was not expecting. That's why I made that note of like, ooh, what's that? Especially because after the last two, which have been a little bit more easy on the front of the palate, this one was like, hi, I'm here. Hello. Um, my first lean on this one is the punk rock time. Me too. Yeah, because I've, I've only had this a couple times, this beer. But I remember distinctly when I first had it, I was like, this is really good, but it's not like other IPAs that I've had before. And this is my first sip on this was like, this is not like IPAs that I've had before. I really like this beer. And that makes me think it's the punk rock time. But this is where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. The reason why I think that is because my two favorite beers of this six are the punk rock time and Wanderlust, of course. Yes. This doesn't taste like Wanderlust to me. So that makes me lean towards Berelic. I'm leaning towards it because it's giving me that one distinct... I think it was from what we did on the podcast. I think you brought this in for the podcast once, maybe as Beer of the Week. Um, 
I can go check our notes. Uh, Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> I will do that in the break, actually, because Ding. we're, we're going to take a break. <laughs> okay, well, nobody saw that, so Patrick pressed a button that's on our new podcast rig that doesn't have anything on it. <laughs> but we will. We might be able to build in little like drops for the podcast. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Or maybe we just have we a need one of those. We have a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa! Just press it over <laughs> and over. Whoa! 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 I just want Macho Man Randy Savage sound bites. Okay. Oh yeah. You know me. I'm not. Hey, this beer is really good. Beep. Oh yeah. I don't think it would beep when you press. We could have over. different. Oh yeahs. Like get the Kool Aid Man in mm. there and Macho Man Randy Savage. Who else have good oh yeahs? Um, well, I, I was thinking now of the family guy where he breaks into the wall. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, no. Because <laughs> it's like in a funeral room or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could do that, too. Yeah. All right. So I have my next little oyster cracker, which I love, by the way. Oyster crackers are God, even in soup. Ooh, so good. Uh, only only worse than croutons. Croutons in soup is king. And then oyster right. crackers number two. All right. So number four. You I've, just took a sip. I've reached the point in my journey where now I'm just trying to find Wanderlust. <laughs> That's probably not the best thing to do. No, I'm just like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, I like number four a lot. I think this is a very, very good beer. I think this is Wanderlust. I think it is, too. Um, <laughs> As someone who's had plenty of Wanderlust now. Yeah. You know what this is? This this is giving me the Breakside-like flavor. There's a little, we've talked about that, like with Double Mountain, there's like a flavor that you get with a lot of the beers. This is giving me the Breakside IPA flavor in it, it really, right now. It, it does. This is so dangerous because <laughs> we're going to be wrong. Right? I know. I know. I think last last Beer whatever, four. I think la, I think last year it was Stay West was the breakside entry, and I literally had two pints of Stay West before I got here, and I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to actually get ours right. I think I think this is Wanderlust. Though. I mean, it's just smell, really the nice. Smell, it's though. got it's got that really great citrus character that Wanderlust has. Um, it's also got. Um, Nice residual bitterness, but finishes real clean. It's got a, it's got a nice water profile. God, man. you guys pay attention to your pH balance. Right? I hope I hope this is straight out of Portland, just so I'm like, yep, I'm gonna keep buying that beer. Well, that was my other thought. Is my second one was this was like it could be straight out of the Portland, out of the Portland, straight out of Portland because it has a lot of bitterness in it, which that beer to me has a lot of West Coast IPA bitterness mm-hmm. in it. But we got two more beers, so we'll see. the uh, The only one that I haven't written down yet is straight out of Portland. So, uh, so we'll see. All right. So we think that's Wanderlust is number four. All right, number five. Yeah, let's take you a break as it. we both sniff. All right. So technically, if I'm going by my leans, I have Vicious Mosquito and Straight Out of Portland left. Hmm. Technically. This is interesting. There's like a... This beer tastes old to me. Okay. That doesn't... Help our deta- our tasting panel, though. I know it doesn't. This beer tastes. You know what this kind of tastes like to me? Mm. This kind of tastes like straight out of Portland to me. It kind of. It makes me think I'm drinking an IPA in an attic. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's kind of dusty up there, <laughs> and some of it might have gotten the beer. I don't know. That sounds really super negative, and I don't mean it to. No, it's just. I mean. Hey, it might maybe it's a little bit older than the other ones. Who knows? Um, Number five is actually Wanderlust, and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What if that's actually the case? It's going to be, dude. I'm going to lose this. Thing. Not that you're fired, but I'm going to lose this thing so the, bad. The reason I say this, and again, maybe this is wrong, but I've recently had this beer in cans from the supermarket, which means it's probably a little bit older. It's reminded me a lot of the same flavor. So I'm gonna, again, I'm going to lean on straight out of Portland. Also, you said straight out of Portland one last year, mm-hmm. so this has been here. 
What do you mean? This keg has been here the entire time, right? Well, they, they didn't use one keg in a year. Oh, I, I effing know. <laughs> what I'm saying is that for this challenge, they probably brought in oh. a lot of beers. This might have been here for like, maybe even if just a week extra, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't hang too much on that. But yeah, I can see what you mean. I'm just. I I'm, take it. I actually take some of that back. I just I'm took. Looking, a, I'm looking for hints, man. I just took another big sip of it, and, and I think you're changing your opinion drastically. Yeah, I think as so. You worry that it might be wanderlust. No, 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 no. <laughs> not that at all. I don't think it's wanderlust. I'm um, playing with you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that was just an initial taste, but I took another big taste of it, and it, it's coming off a little different to me. Have now. you been having your oyster crackers to break oh. apart your palate? Hell no. Oh well, maybe you were just combining beers, and it was it was weird. <laughs> Tell you what, one is by far my least favorite. Well, it's a hazy. Shocking. Um, all right. One left. The only one that I haven't for sure said is Vicious Mosquito from Sun River. Um, that beer to me, before I take a sip of number six, that, that beer to me always has a very hot bite to it every time I drink it in a can. Okay. I feel like because I've drank so much Rippin' in my life, that when I slide over to Vicious Mosquito, it seems like a large jump. Like, for example, I've been drinking a lot of Cuddle Puddle lately. We know you that. Know? And when I go from a Cuddle Puddle to a Wanderlust, it feels like a natural progression of a step. Because they're very similar in terms of, like, light-bodied, hop-forward, citrusy kind of hoppy beers. To where when I go from ripping to Vicious, it's like, boom, here's well, a lot more hops. Uh, take a sip because you're going to get punched in the face with hops on this beer. I just took a sip and it was like, <laughs> oh, hello, especially after the last one, which is a little bit more mild com- compared to this one. This one is like, it's sitting on my tongue bitter. Yeah. It is so bitter on my tongue. Now, the problem is, is that I haven't had Ferment IPA more than once. I had it there on a sample tray as our second stop after we had like 13 beers at Frame. On a sample tray. Yeah. So I was already a little bit in the bag, and I don't remember that beer. So that and Vicious Mosquito, which I haven't had too often in my life, are tough for me. If I'm going to believe that you, you're you saying that it's usually very bitter, this is definitely Vicious Mosquito then. Because this is, I mean, this is like hop bitterness immediately. I just, I just made my list. Yeah, I decided. Gonna, I'm I'm gonna, I was going to hold off, and I was going to think about these and go through it again. But I think I've made my decision. I'm doing it right now. Hold God, on. I do this every time. I'm like, Patrick, take your time. Don't be in a rush. Well, we took our time. We you wrote our notes. You can do your thing. We wrote notes. Write notes. Think about it. Dive into the chi. Be the beers. There's a little bit of a difference between doing this on your own and doing it with a headset on that you need to fill time. Yeah. <laughs> if we were just sitting here Keep like, hey, talking. let's take a five-minute silence break as we take more sips. You just hear us going, wug, 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 wug. Hmm. Listen to the ambiance of Hawthorne Hophouse. Hmm. I'm going to do the next one now. <laughs> as the needle turns, or at, like sands through the hourglass, so, so I went, are the days of our lives. I went number one, Montevilla, which you did as well. I did as well. I went number two was Ferment. Hello. I went number three, Berelick. Number four, Wanderlust. Number five, Shred Out of Portland. Number six, Vicious Mosquito. Mike, that's exactly what I have. Shared uh, shared brain, maybe shared we get them brains, all right. Shared brains. Or we get them all wrong because how, we're idiots. How much, beer, how, much beer do you, how much similar beer do you think we drink between each other? Uh, probably not a lot. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of the classics that are, are now classics in the city because... That's what's available to me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I go out of my way to get as many interesting dark beers and stuff like that on the weekends. And it sounds like 
when you go drinking, you have a a lane that you like to stay in, mm-hmm. and you will you will sway in and out of it. We'll but, sway a little bit. But you you've got your style that you like to go when you're going out to drink. You like mm-hmm. to do that. My Sundays for me, it's always on Sunday. I get myself four or five special beers. I either at New Seasons or I stop at John's on the way home one day, and two or three are dark, and one or two are interesting hoppy beers that I hadn't seen before. So I'm constantly trying new beers. And I don't stay in my lane too much unless I'm just, like, having my, like, Tuesday night beer that's at the house that's, like, a yeah. shoots or something. That's my lane. So I, I think we're pretty different in what we drink on a regular basis. However, some of the beers that are on this list, especially on the top part of this list, are beers that I've had in my regular life, right? Mm-hmm. Straight out of Portland, Wanderlust IPA. Uh, I've had Vicious Mosquito at home. It's just part of my, like, regular weeknight beer. Um, so which, I, which beer of these do you think you drink the most of? Um, probably Wanderlust just because... Now we interview Mike Lynch. Oh, well, yeah, probably Wanderlust because it's you work at Breakside, yeah. so I mean, I've been But there. you find yourself purchasing Wanderlust and drinking it at home? I have, yes. Okay. Um, especially out of this list, for sure. Uh, I've never seen Ferment out here. I've never seen Montevilla out here in terms of just where I go shopping. Yeah, I've seen the Ferment IPA. Their bottles are really cool. I Actually, that's a lie. I have seen the Ferment IPA, but that's in a specialty thing. Like yes. If I go into John's or I'm going to that kind of place, I'll get that. Uh, I've had punk rock time myself a couple of times, but again, my usual shopping place is Albertsons or yeah. Safeway, so I don't get to see that there very often. Um, so it's Sun River, Migration, Breaks out of the three that I see there very often. I will almost always trend towards Rippin' instead of Vicious Mosquito. Ditto. Um, and then Vicious these, is a great beer. I prefer Rippin'. And then I will trend these top two a lot, straight out of Portland and Wanderlust. So they're probably pretty close, but I've had Breakside more because, well... I like Breakside a lot. Yeah, I would say in terms of what I drink at home of these, <sighs> tough call. I mean, even Wanderlust. I mean, I don't drink a ton of Wanderlust at home. I drink a ton of it at work while I'm working, duh. Shout out OLCC. <laughs> um, He's kidding. <laughs> as far as you know. Um, it's a tough call between Vicious Mosquito and Straight Out of Portland of what I drink the most at home. They're just so easily accessible, and they're in six-packs. Um, I probably wish I drank more punk rock time. Well, you like that one a lot, yeah. The bottom half is way easy. Of all 12 of these, and I don't mean to spoiler anything because we'll get into the bottom six later, uh, out of all of these beers, if I don't count Wanderlust, I easily drink more Ecliptic Starburst. Okay. Yeah, that. but again, that is 100% accessibility. I find it more fresh majority of time on the shelves, and... Ecliptic sells uh, so much of their beer at Plaid Pantries specifically and grocery stores specifically that I rarely come across old Starburst, which is funny because it's like 7 plus percent. It's like <laughs> seven three, seven six, something like that, and it doesn't taste it, and you just you just drink a six-pack, and then all of a sudden you're wrecked. According to the Hawthorne Hop House tap list, it is 7.8%. Gotcha. Well, if we are correct and it is number six, then we are uh, – I could feel that in there, but – Maybe that's just me having a... Oh, I was talking about Ecliptic Starburst. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Sun River. What is Sun River? Not Vicious Mosquito. 7% at Sun River. Okay. I mean, and yeah. Dude, migration it says is 7.3. That's wild. Well, remember, we have to pick our favorite, too. So out of the top six, which was your favorite? I just took a couple of sips of each one except for number one because I don't want a hazy. Yeah. And um, um, I'm leaning a little bit... It's tough. I actually, I really like the Vicious Mosquito. I know. I think you have to like it's take. Really good. I think you have to like take away what the brewery yeah. is and just and think about what you're tasting. Um, 
For me, it's the bottom row, which is four, five, six, which is Breakside Migration and Vicious Mosquito for Sun River as my favorites on this tray. Of our guests. Yeah. They are of, our right, guests. Right, right. Yeah. Of our guests. Um, that we guess that the, the bottom row is my favorite, and I think I'm leaning towards number six as being my favorite of this tray. I really like the bitterness. It, like, really punches you in the face. You kind of know what you're getting into when you're drinking it. I like that. I'm freaking out, man. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write in a parentheses. Can I use the beer ballot to write? No, no, no. I'm going to put it in my notes and just say beer six favorite from top. And then we'll see how it compares to the, uh, to the bottom, which we will do uh, coming up next. So what are you thinking? Um, Make a decision. Go, it is, go, 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 it go. is between three, four, and five. Okay. Um, I like the softness of three. Five is a little big for me. And four, I love the nose on four. The nose on four is fantastic. Yeah, four is the one that we think is breakside. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I think I think I like number four, but three is really close. I really like three. Three is uh it's funny. I would have never said this when we started this podcast. I'm really, really when I like my IPAs, like I want the bitterness, man. Yeah, I never used. I never would have said that. I always would want the more malt ones, which like this number two has a little bit more of the malt, malt mm-hmm. profile, and it's good and it's it's easier to drink. But when I'm having an IPA, it, I guess it's similar to when I drink my dark beers. Is I want flavor. I want that really intense flavor when I drink a beer, and the more bitterness, the more hop character, the 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 more West Coasty IPA that we get, it, the more I like it. Even though I ha- I can drink less of it because I have to drink it slower. I'm starting to think that number two is migration. Okay. Hey, you change whatever you want to change. I'm I am steady and solid in here. Oh, I steady was not and solid. born for this. I was not born for this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. All right. You, well, what's your favorite? You got to pick it. Was it four? Was that your favorite? Yeah, I'll stick with four. All right. So six was mine. Four was Patrick's. If our lists are correct, which is very likely untrue. Very picked, likely untrue. I picked Sun River's Vicious Mosquito and Patrick picks uh, Breakside's Wanderlust. I will say this, though. When it goes to the back and your pick for the 2020 IPA Challenger is, I will pick based on which beer I like, and I will not pick based on what brewery I like. Because I feel like so many people are going to be like, Freem is number eight, and I choose number eight, Freem, because I love Freem. And it's like, well, that's actually Barley Brown. Right, that kind of destroys the point of the challenge. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, I think that's one thing that's so tricky about this. It's like, oh, I don't like this beer, so it must be this brewery I've never heard of, you know. And that's just not the case. I miss the days when they had, uh, there was some time on this when they had um, Shanghai. The uh, Old Town IPA, which is a very, like, English-style IPA. Very floral, very malt-driven. I actually really enjoy that beer. It's just very different than the, all the other West Coast IPAs. And it stood out. It was just, like, clearly, boom. You, like, you could even look at the tray and just look at the color and be like, that's the Old Town. And then at the time, there was this tiny little brewery that was just putting out a little stuff and could have never kept up if they won, but I felt they had such a distinctive flavor in the IPA, and that was translator from Ruse. Mm. And they were next to each other on the tray, and I was like, that's Old Town, that's Ruse. I didn't even taste them yet, and then taste them was like, yep, yep, and those were two of the four I got that year. So this was probably like two or three years right. ago. All right, well, uh, so that's, that's round one for us. We've got round two coming up. Uh, the beer's on round two. Do you want to do it as a, as a tease, or do you want to do it next? 
it's a heavy hitter lineup. It is. Including one of the most prolific old school IPAs. There one is of the also pro- most prolific new school IPAs. Yes, and then one of the most prolific new new school IPAs. Yep. Uh, there is. Yeah, I mean, this is a heavy hitter. Oh boy, I was going to say, and one of the most prolific fresh hop IPAs. That's not in this fresh hop yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's coming up next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. All right, we are now into the bottom six of our IPA challenge here at Hawthorne Hop House. One could argue the group of death. Yeah, this is going to be really tough, I feel like. I feel like this is going to be really, really challenging. We felt really good about our top, our first six. We were probably way too confident, but we were very confident with the first six beers. On this one, there's only like one that I've had a ton, and the rest are ones that I've had but not in a large quantity so i'm a little bit nervous about this there's only one of these beers that i have not had a lot of is that the well we'll read the beers and you can tell the beers on the bottom barley browns pallet jack ipa og og triple og ex novo elliot ipa one of my favorite contemporary ipas uh level game on their classic ipa uh the beer that i've had the least amount of same um freem's ipa did you say Freem IPA? I did say Freem IPA. Enough said. Uh, Ecliptic Starburst. Maybe the beer I've had the most recently of. And then uh, on the bottom, Volatile Substance from Von Ebert. Von Ebert. Von Ebert. Von Fatties. Um, um, basically. <laughs> but, uh, which is the 2019 Oregonian Beer of the Year. Yes. And from the Oregonian Brewery of the Year. I believe I chose a beer from them, not Volatile, as my beer of the year, but you chose Volatile as the beer of the year. I did. I did. This um, is going to be so tough, man. So the one that I've not had a lot of is, is Levels Game on. I think I've had it maybe once. Um, yeah, I remember, no offense to, to Barbie and, and the, the great guys out there at Level, um, I remember having it for the first time, and it wasn't my favorite, but it's been a little bit. So maybe that's a beer we should, uh, or at least myself, should revisit. Uh, Pallet Jack is one that you've had probably 900 times in your life. I have not had a lot. To be honest, of all these beers on this list, Pallet Jack is the oldest beer on this list in In terms terms of of how long it's been around. And I would say 90% of these IPAs would not exist without Pallet Jack. Um, That is a former GABF medal winner. Um, Tyler Brown, who is one of the nicest people in the entire world, um, big lovable teddy bear Tyler Brown, uh, and his fantastic Pallet Jack IPA. Uh, the Elliott IPA from Ex Novo is one that I've had a decent amount, but more in the fresh hop variety, mm-hmm. and uh, I have, I've only gone to the Beaverton Ex Novo once, so I've only had it fresh there once. You went without me? Yes, we talked about this, remember? I thought Abby and I were going to go with you out there. Yeah, we talked about that. I went the one time, and you went, oh, you went. I want to go. And I was like, oh, quick, next time. I've only gone once. I feel betrayed. Well, you shouldn't. All right. We talked about this already. All right. It's in. It's recorded in history. Okay, well, I've been at the one by the Motor Center like 35,000 times. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Freem's IPA, which I've had the most on this list out of all of them. I mean, it's just a standard. It's, it's a classic West Coast. Um, I think a lot of people bounce between Freem IPA, Breakside Wanderlust is their favorite IPAs in town in the mass 
public. The Safeway, Fred Meyer, Albertsons, Byers, I think, would bounce between those. Ecliptic Starburst I've had a decent amount of, uh, and I think I already know which one it is based on how it looks. Uh, I just took my recycling out, so full disclosure, I take my recycling about out about once a month. Oh, okay. Want, I don't. I'm not. I don't spend a ton of time at home. Yeah, fruit flies are living in your recycling. No, no, because I clean everything out. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and sure. and one time, one time the lady was over and she was like, drinking a lot of Starburst lately, huh? And I looked over there and there was like. 15 cans, and you're like, uh-oh. Uh, no, the, I found those on the street. I was going to recycle them. <laughs> I'm now homeless, and I yeah, collect cans. I compost my own poop. I'm very, very <laughs> Portland, don't you know? Um, I think I know that one based on the look already, but we'll we'll get to that in a oh, second. interesting. And then Von Ebert's Volatile Substance is uh, the final one. I've only had that a couple of times. I know mm-hmm. you've had that a lot. So. I think I've got a decent flavor profile of Von Ebert. But in a blind challenge, I'm curious if I'll pick that up. I would say the same with Freem. I have a very good, like I feel Freem has a very kind of Freem flavor. Um, just like I would say Breakside has a very Breakside flavor. As we said last segment, Double Mountain has mm-hmm. a similar thing mm-hmm. going with it as I feel well. Like, I feel like Freem, Ecliptic, and Von Ebert have a very specific flavor of their overall arcing hoppy beers. But in a blind challenge, it be interesting to see if the memory triggers anything. Well, okay, so let's start. And uh, the bartender here, did he tell you his name? I don't remember his name. I didn't catch it. Uh, I've met him before, too. I'm such an A. I, I apologize. But uh, he said that in the first and second, he put the most unfiltered beers in that spot because he didn't want to put them together. He wanted to put them uh, He wanted to put them separate so that it wouldn't like confuse, confuse uh, people with them. Yep. So, so the first here. one is the most unfiltered. It's not a hazy. It, I would agree. Definitely not a hazy. And just by look, this is Ecliptic Starburst right here. You think so? Because the last time I had Ecliptic Starburst not in a can, I got it off the draft, it poured this. Really? Yes. See, now I was going to say, like, I have no idea. I was only going to know by flavor because I tend to drink that beer out of the can. I tend to not pour it into a glass for, for no reason other than I think it's just situationally when I'm drinking it. I had this most recently out of a draft of Big Al's, the uh, the Bowling Alley in Beaverton, mm-hmm. and the Arcade. And it poured, when it poured, I went, is this a Did you just give a shout out to the Arcade at Big Al's? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Although I'm mad awesome. at them because they got rid of the Guitar Hero part. That's that awesome. was the best thing. Um, it looked like this. It looked more hazy unfiltered than it did the clear IPA. And I went, that's Ecliptic Starburst? Okay. And it doesn't taste hazy at all. It's just unfiltered. And so based on look alone, and I haven't taken a sip yet, I think this is Starburst. Michael, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you are very right. It's got a big citrus punch to it, but it's also got some malt character, yep. and this beer is a high ABV. What's the ABV of this Seven beer? Seven-eight? Seven, yeah. <laughs> I'm helping you here. I'm very happy about this. Michael Lynch. <laughs> I, yes, just yes, find, I just find you a gem of a human being. What is your middle name? <laughs> Gary. Michael Gary. Oh, duh. My dad's Hashtag name. I am Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Gary Lynch, you are just a gem of a human being. Because, because that is great. All right. So I'm just going to put Starburst on number seven because I think that is it. Although I am certainly ready to be, uh, I'm certainly ready to be taken aback by that as well. Um, by the way, I'm just going to talk about this because it's happening. Uh, this got, is ridiculous. This is so dumb. We got a Blazers notification while we were out here. 
The Blazers have made a trade. <laughs> and Mike and I, like, you guys, when you listen to this, this was like five days old, and everybody at the radio station we work at, which is Denny the fan, uh, will have, have, talked, have about talked about it in exhaustion. It's just so strange. So the Blazers made a trade today with the Kings. They're getting Trevor Ariza. I don't know why. Um, they're also bringing back Caleb Swanigan, who they traded away last year. Right, and they're sending two second-round picks. Yeah, and Kent Bazemore and Anthony Tolliver. Uh, that's whatever. I'm confused. Kent Bazemore's a lot of money. Well, but it's his final deal, so it's fine. And, and, and Ariza is a lot of money, so it's probably the same thing. I wonder if they're going to use Ariza to trade for someone else, too. It could be a like trade for this guy to trade for that guy. Or I don't know. It's Saturday, and we're drinking beer, and I shouldn't be caring about the Blazers, but I am. I know. I also got this one uh, right before it that uh, Jose Altuve has guaranteed they're going to win the World Series again. People don't believe it. We will, quote, unquote. Oh, yeah. Are you going to find new ways to cheat, you loser? Cool, Jose. Uh, Alex Bregman, I saw it today, just repeated the same line over and over again. MLB made their decision. Our team made our decision. We're moving on. God, yeah, okay, uh, you stupid cheater. I liked those players a whole lot. All right, so number seven we think is Starburst. I, I'm almost certain by the color that it's Starburst. I feel pretty good about it. Now, th- I could be... I could be leading you into yeah, it. Yeah, I could be persuaded by you because your logic is really good, and I've had this beer recently, and it is kind of triggering that, but that's what's so tough about doing this with another person. I think in years past I've done this by myself. Okay. And just like tunnel visioned i may have even put like headphones in and listen to my own music just because again i stupidly care too much about this well, i got the music of my own voice oh man just singing you along down the beer pathway Thanks, right mike. it's perfect okay you're back to mike now no more michael wow i thought i was like actually being like funny and like maybe a little <laughs> bit good at singing but i know i'm not that good at singing at all so I, again, I'm saying this to an artist. <laughs> again, I don't know why I take this so seriously, and I think it's because I am a person. You take that, life seriously. That that spends so much time, like at, for fun, drinking everyone else's beer and enjoying other people's beer. And I, it started before I worked at Breakside, but even now that I am at Breakside and I'm so fortunate to be around all these talented people and drink all this you know, well-crafted beer, I still get excited when other people make good stuff. I think that's why I like the Bear Lake people so much, and I like Freem so much, and uh, down the line, and Sam and Sean at Von Ebert, and I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to start naming every single person I know in the beer biz for fear of leaving someone out. But, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I, so, I digress. Let's so we, continue. So we think number seven is Ecliptic Starburst, based on look, and uh, more from Patrick here, based on taste, because uh, this is not a beer that I've had too often. But I just I remember that moment of getting it and going, this is not a hazy beer. I know it's not a hazy beer, but why does it look this way? Um, so this one is also, uh, it's got a little bit more of the unfiltered, like super yellow look to it is number two. I think it looks the lightest of on, the whole group. On the tray, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe unfiltered is the wrong word, but I'm getting a little bit of like that. As you look through it, it's not see-through feel. You know what I mean? You can't just like see through the glass of it, so. Uh, number two, if if number one, or, well, no, or sorry, number eight, number eight, excuse me, if number seven is uh, Ecliptic Starburst, then we are at, to, at number eight now. We are down to Barley Browns, Pilot Jack, Ex Novo, Elliot, Level Game On, Free My PA, and Von Ebert, Volatile Substance. All right, what you got from your first sip there, sir? Well, I don't know. Hmm. All right. I'm getting some estuary. I'm getting... I like this a lot, actually. <laughs> um, hmm. So, oof. Oh, man. First I'm not thing, quite sure. I'm going to write some notes down, but the first thing that jumped into my head with this was Free My PA. Really? It's the very first thing that jumped into my head. Um, 
I don't find this very Freemesque. Okay. I uh, don't find this very Freemesque. Again, that was the first thing. That's, I'm, I'm just going to yeah. write it down as maybe that, but um, I'm kind of. It has a really kind of. Uh, yeah. It's almost got like a sticky end of the palette. Like it's kind of hanging around a little bit, you know. The, like it's not very. It's not a very clean finish. It feels very like uh, like hop residue on the back of my palette on this one, and I'm not sure. Maybe that's not Freem. It was just the first thought that popped into my mind. The estuary characteristic of it. What is that word? In mean? in the nose, like I'm getting, I'm getting kind of like, I'm getting kind of a little cotton candy esque, um, bubble gummy. Is that maybe where I'm getting some of the stickiest, like the yeah, it's little, like a flavorly like feel thing. Yeah, maybe I'm getting a touch sweetness from it. It's making me lean. Ooh. It's making me lean a little ex novo. That was as I was thinking about what I was saying, and as I was feeling the back end of the palette, I went, that's the Elliot IPA. It's also, I'm also leaning a little Vonnie Bear. Okay. Um, I should probably stop calling them that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think it sounds so fancy. Vonnie fancy. Bear. What's your fa- what? Charlie, what is your favorite brewery in town? Oh, it's a Vonnie Bear, clearly, oh, ma- oh. Ma- Mama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lean a little I lean a little Ex Novo. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this was Vonnie Bear. Von Vonnie Ebert. Um, I could also be completely wrong about well, both. As I, as I took a second but sip. But it's very light. There's not a lot of malt character in this beer. As I took a second sip, and as I kind of like let it sit for a second... I think I'm going back on the Freem IPA. I think this is Ex Novo's Elliot because, to me, it's, I know it's the same beer, but it's different. It's reminding me of the first time I had the Fresh Hop Elliot. It's yeah. reminding me of the first time I had that super vegetal, grassy back end that just kind of stuck to my gums, mm-hmm. stuck to the back of my palate. I'm getting that with this beer. So yeah. I'm going to put that as my, that's my new lean on this one. But my first flavor was, I was like, ooh, this is like Freem. And then it was like, oh, maybe not. I feel like, which is fun because we haven't, you know, or I should say at least I haven't gotten to a point where I have thought that there was a clear, ooh, that tastes like a Freem beer. But I feel Freem after, you know, last night I both, albeit one was a Citrus Forward IPA and one's the Mosaic Pale. I feel like their beers are pretty hop driven. Like not bitterness driven, but really kind of, you, when you drink a frame beer and they tell you there is Chinook in it or there is Citra in it or there is Simcoe in it, you know that. Like, I think they are very, very good at displaying the characteristic of hops, and of, of specific hops, instead of like, oh, yeah, okay, we use Mosaic and Citra in this beer and we want you to taste how great they blend together. To where I think Freem does a really good job of, here's Mosaic, here's Amarillo, here is Simcoe, here is Citra, and I have not tasted that yet. Well, give number nine a try. Um, I just took a sip. It's given me a lot of reminders of the last beer. There's, there's a very similar kind of flavor profile going on in my mouth on this one, which again, because it was my first thought, I leaned Freem. But again, because of the way it's finishing, I'm not so certain that it's Freem. Um, and again, because I said I didn't have a lot of these beers a ton, I'm a little bit kind of waiting through the deep end here, not knowing. I've had Pallet Jack before once or twice. I've had Volatile Substance once or twice. This might be Von Ebert here. It might be Volatile Substance. It might be Freem. Um, I don't know Pallet Jack well enough. I don't think this is Pallet Jack. But uh, this is, just, again, it's just off the top of my head. So 
I'm leaning Freem and or Von Ebert on this one. Um, it's either a hop thing, which it could be a hop thing, or I'm tasting diacetyl. Oh, really? Yeah. I am not tasting that at all. Um, there's something about this beer, the way it smells, the way it finishes. Um, it, it could, again, it could be a hop thing that I am not catching or that I'm just not trained in. But either there is something up with this beer that I'm not pumped about. Okay. Uh, it's in the it's in how it's in the aroma. Like I smelled it because I always smell a beer before I taste it, and I smelt it and was like, uh oh. And then I tasted it and went, uh oh. Okay. So that's a tough one. Interesting. That's, I don't I don't really know. I don't really smell that in, in it for me. That's going to be a really tough one for me because let's be honest, all twelve of these breweries on this list can have. A bad batch. Of course. Nobody's perfect. It could be anything. I mean, even if if, if number nine, you know, whoo, thank God I can say this. Even if number nine were a breakside number beer, nine. I am number not nine. I am not afraid to say that there is something up in that beer. Okay. I, I, I do not agree with that uh, based on my taste. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know why. I'm not getting any of that at all. So, I mean, hell, try mine. See if it's any, I mean, it's the same tap, but see if it's any different. It might yep. be yep. the same. I smell it. All right. Well, that's number nine for you. We'll see what that is. I'm, like I said, I'm leaning based on what I tasted without the, the bad flavors Patrick's getting. Freemer Von Ebert, but again, that's just a very early diagnosis before we get the last three beers. So, beer number 10. This well, one. This sorry, I'm eating, and I don't want you to hear me eating. That's okay. Beer 10, beer 9, and beer 12 all look like exactly the same in color. Almost identical. Yeah, 11's clearly the darkest yep. of the whole tray. And because of that, I'm leaning Pallet Jack, by the way, because it's slightly darker. But, interesting, uh, interesting. But, but we'll see when we get there. What are you on? What are we on? 79, we're on 10? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that 9 is throwing me through a loop. Stop, stop. Refocus. Whoa. Progress. All right, 10. I don't know if... 10 is a lot less... I don't know what to say about it. So, eight and nine tasted similar to me in flavor yeah. profile. Ten is completely bucking the trend of all. So far, the first four we've had, this one is the most unique IMO that we've had. Um, it's almost mm. bringing me back to a little bit more of the classic IPA flavor, whereas these are, like, super hoppy. This one, is a, it has a bitterness in it, but it tastes more middle ground to me. And I don't know what that means because I haven't had a lot of these beers a lot. <laughs> Interesting. You know what? I wonder if this, I am not familiar with what I'm tasting. Nope. And that makes me think it might be levels. Yeah, right. Because I'd, I've had that like once or twice in my life. Right. I don't think I've ever, yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this whole thing is so ridiculous. We were so confident in our first six, too. But I think when we looked at this, I think we knew the bottom six were going to be trouble. Yes, we did. We called it the group of death. <laughs> the group of death, yeah. Oh, man. Oof. You know the group of death in the Euros 2020 coming up? <laughs> what? It's literally some country that doesn't matter, Portugal, France, Germany. Ah. Well, someone That's the World Cup. That's that's the reigning World Cup champions. That's the Germans which do this quite well and some dude named Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> who are the reigning European champions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, again, I, I wrote down on my notes level question mark question mark question mark unfamiliar flavor more neutral than the other beers. I'm going to, I have some left in my glass, and I'm going to leave that intentionally. Yep. 
But I'm still writing notes. Yeah, because I want to come back to that. I want to get through these two. I feel as if I feel as if I haven't had the barley brown flavor I'm used to, or the Freem flavor I'm used to, right. or or even Von Ebert for that fact. Um, so I want to see. Well, you've only got two left, so you've definitely had one of those. <laughs> well, I know, I know, but I want to see if these two talk to me because right now ten is the mystery. Nine is what I'm the most scared about getting wrong, just because. That flavor I'm tasting, if it's an off flavor or if it's a hop character, I am not familiar with it. Okay. Well, I'm, I just took my first. You got step. you got this. You had that interesting like side tilt of your head. Yeah. Like when that dog looks at you. When you look at your dog and you're like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" And they just kind of look at you and then turn their head. Marv. Yeah, you had kind of one of those. Well, because I assumed based on the color being different that this was going to be the pallet jack, and I was trying to remember back to the last time I had pallet jack, which was at. Uh, Oh, I'm going to forget the name. It's the um, Big Lebowski theme bar on the in the Pearl. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. I had this on tap. That was the last time I had Jack. I had it on tap at Big Lebowski. They always have it there. And um, I was trying to think back to my memory of having this beer because I had it a couple of times there. I had a couple of pints. And um, it didn't really give me any memories. <laughs> so uh, maybe my color idea is wrong on this one. But uh, this is also a flavor that I'm... I shouldn't say I'm unfamiliar with, but it's not giving me that instant, like, ooh, I think I know what this is. I don't like this beer. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I find it a little heavy. I find it a little slick. Um, this is a little bit more malty than the other ones that we've had. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the, exce- with the exception of, of nine, just because there's something either wrong with me or wrong with the beer, um... It's really dry on the back end. Like, my mouth has got that kind of, like, kind of flavor into it. Uh Uh-huh. I don't love 11. Okay. I don't love 11. So you're getting stuck here because you're nervous about this one because you taste diacinol in it. Well, I I perceive diacinol. You perceive diacinol I want to say perceive because it could be a hop character. But the last three beers, you haven't had a flavor that you've gone, like, I know what what beer this is. Right. So it's interesting Mm. because you, you... on the beers on this list, you've said, I know what, or I think I know what Freem tastes like. I think I know what Von Ebert tastes like. I think I know what uh, Barley Browns tastes like. So, <laughs> he instantly wrote down a number. Yep. I, I feel fairly confident in number 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Freem IP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That tastes like Freem. That tastes like a Freem beer. That tastes 100% like a free beer. That is instantly, like, the first, you're like, yeah, I know what Yeah, is. yeah. 12 is an awesome tasting beer. I just, I kind of took a big sip. And, you know, I will say this, going into, going into number 12, getting to the last one. I'm trying so hard to not guess what it is before I taste it. Yeah. I'm trying so hard to go into it because I actually think there's a chance 11 is Starburst. Okay. You know, just in my own kind of brain. I think there is a chance of it. I'm, like, leaving the door open and checking a lot of stuff. But I smelled 12, and I think I was just excited to taste another beer that I jumped into 12 and just took a big, big old sip of it, and it screams to me that. It screams to me, this is a Josh Frame beer. This is from Hood River. I can taste the 500 milliliter. You know, I can see the bear. I can see the lowercase p. 
Like, this has everything to me. And I'm going to laugh hysterically if I'm wrong. But this is probably the one beer of this whole tray that I'm the most confident of. Okay. And I'm probably wrong. Well, I do agree. It does taste like a frame beer to me, so I'm not going to pretend like I don't disagree with you on that one. Uh, I am going with... I'm writing down all my answers right now. Either way, 12 is a damn good beer. Yeah. I think 12 might be my winner. I don't want to choose Wanderlust or what I perceive to be Wanderlust. Just for the benefit of the guests. Just for the benefit of the guests. But I really like 12. I do think there is a chance 12 is Von Ebert. Okay. I do think there is a chance. Okay. Um, So I just wrote down my numbers. I'm going at this without too much thought because I don't want to trick myself into changing answers I think are correct. So I put Ecliptic Starburst at number seven. I put Ex Novo Elliott at number eight. I put Volatile Substance at number nine. I put Game On at 10 from level. I put Pallet Jack at 11, and I put Freeman IPA at 12. That's what I put. That is my official answer. I am not changing it. Uh, I do much better with this when I just am like, I I think I know what this is. If I put too much thought into it, you you trick yourself into changing what you think is the correct answer, and I don't know if I want to do that. So, What did you say was number 10? I put Level Game On at number 10. Because it's a familiar I'm very unfla- unfamiliar with. I think that's Volatile Substance. Okay. Um, I think number eight is Ex Novo. That's what I put. That's a very, very distinct, like, vegetal, hoppy, like, punch in the mouth of the end. Which, to me, was Volatile Substance. Eight, yep. Um... I really hate to say this, but I think number nine is Barley Brown. Okay. The one that you taste the diacinol in? I do think so. Or you perceive the diacinol in? I do think so. God, I hope I'm wrong. Well, I mean, isn't it God, I hope I'm wrong on all of these? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I hate to say this because I really love this brewery, but this beer can be inconsistent. And I've, I've always given respect to Barley Brown and Pallet Jack specifically as a pioneer of West Coast IPAs, but there are times in which I've had this beer and I've even asked brewmasters whose names will remain nameless that that I respect their palates that work for other breweries um, that have agreed that that beer can be inconsistent. And so, yeah, unfortunately I'm going to say that's number nine. Which leaves me with 7 and 11. Now, we believe that 7 is Ecliptic Starburst, based on Whoa. what we talked about. You believe. You agreed with me. Well, And, and, then, then, I, and then I tasted 11. Yes. And ele- but you said you didn't like 11 that much. You said 11 didn't sit, sit with you super well. As someone who drinks Starburst a ton, I feel like that would not be the case. Yep, that's fine. I'm, I'm with you then. Don't overthink it. Okay, so then I have Ecliptic Starburst at 7, Ex Novo at 8, Barley Brown at 9, Von Ebert at 10, Level at 11, and Freem at 12. So we did find differences. On this part, yes, we did. And I, th- I think we expected that, right? I expected it on the first part, to be honest with you. It was just, maybe it was just those beers we've had so much, we were, we were more confident in it. But um, I think after now, as you were kind of going through your process there, I was trying some of the other beers that I liked. I think eight's the best on this table. And I think eight's the best really? on the entire list. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do. I finished mine. 
Um, well, I, sure. That's a good sign. Well, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, well, I mean, I was also really curious. I think eight, what I remember in having eight is again, and, and we said this earlier, I don't mean to repeat myself, but there's some really nice, there, there's nice esters to it of a, a, like cotton candy, bubble gum, and the reason that I am leaning, the reason, okay, so full disclosure, the reason I think that eight is ex novo is because they have their Brewers edition out right now, which is like their Brewers changes of how, or like little tweaks they would do to the ex novo Elliot. And I had it, and it was just so much S3 characters, so much. Like like I like I've been saying, cotton candy and bubble gum and just this perceived sweetness and all this stuff that I literally sent an email to our QA lab and asked some questions. What would give this beer that kind of flavor profile? I don't think it's yeast driven. Is it hop driven? And he responded back with it's definitely that sounds like a yeast characteristic. So I thought to myself, why on earth would this beer be yeast driven? In its flavor it, of, of Ex Novo's Elliot. Why would they change the yeast of this beer and make it completely different than what it is? Well, what I also did is in a crazy rampage, I bought a can, drove it down there, and dropped it off for them. Well, they drank it a day later, and he responded back, that's definitely a hop characteristic. It's not, it's not yeast. And he said, and to be honest, I get that characteristic in their regular Elliot. Mm. So when I got that little hint... In there, I I feel more confident about number eight being Ex Novo's Elliot than I do in number four being Breakside Wanderlust. Or number 12 being Freem's IPA, maybe? Or number 12 being Freem's IPA. Well, all right. So because of, I mean, because of what I just said, my I'm going to put eight as my beer, my, my beer that wins the, the 12. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite beer on this one. Um, actually, I think the bottom here has two or three of my favorite beers. Uh, I, I would say two. I would say eight and 12, and then six are my three favorites, but I'm going to put eight as my, my favorite on the back. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. What would you do? What should you do? Dump, 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 dump. So the beers I liked the most were three, four, 12, and 10. I liked 10 a lot, which I did say was Von Ebert. You also said that was a familiar, unfamiliar flavor to you. I did say that. But I also wonder if I just haven't had as much volatile as I think I have. It's possible. Um, oof. You know what? For the sake of all is fair and love and war, I'm going to choose number four. <laughs> you company man, you. I'm going to choose number four. Well, let's see. I mean, we'll we'll be able to tell you next week because we're going to talk to the bartender. He's going to give us some uh, some answers of what we did here. But uh, we both thought instantly that was Breakside's Wanderlust. Instantly. That's what we thought. So uh, we'll, tell you, we'll, we'll be able to tell you next week for that. Do you want to do a beer of the week? Do you want to get a beer that's on the menu here? Or do you want to just say, hey, we're done? And I wonder if we should get our favorite beer on here. Okay. Because you can go up there and be like, I'll have a pint of number four. And we could do a collab. Like, you could pick a pint of eight, and I'll pick a pint of four. I just see uh, Boobie Stronggill up there, and that looks really interesting. How about this? How about this? Because <laughs> that's how about, real, right? How about our beer of the week this week will just be whatever we feel like having at Hawthorne Hop House? Okay. 
That's next. I'm Beers and Nuts with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris here on the podcast. That we do. That we do. Every As week. I got into old radio habits there. Not a boy. That's next. I'm sorry. Bye. Beer of the week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Finch and Patrick Harris. So we said we'd tell you next week. We're going to tell you uh, now. I just checked with Matt, who's the GM here at Hop House, who has been, for the record, absolutely fantastic to us. He, uh, As he stands next to us. <laughs> <laughs> this, this place is a really cool place. I've done this for many, many years. I believe I met Matt last year. Um, he, in terms of talking to us when we gave him our submissions and talking about things we thought, and he kind of let us know who's in the lead and who's, you know, what beers have done well, what beers haven't done well, things like that. Uh, I think their approach to it this year is really, really cool. I know they changed ownership not too long ago, and Matt was saying that last year was kind of their first time doing this, so they have kind of learned the kinks learn to figure some stuff out, and he's been very upfront in the sense of, you know, he has no problem with us saying which beer was what, um, who's leading. and Because he, they're all paper ballots this year. Right, they're all paper ballots, so you have to come in here and actually do it. So if you are a Von Ebert employee or a Berlick employee or Freem, Breakside, Montevillo, like whatever you want to say, you still have to come in and pay the money to do it and write them all down, and you can know all 12 of them and get all 12, blah, 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 blah. But they've been really cool about just getting people in the door. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's important. We're here right now. We'll get into it. I'm extremely frustrated right now. But the, that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm so glad we did this. And, it was a lot of fun. I, I, and was, Matt, Matt's laughing. He's having a great time. He's just like, yeah, you know, but hey, you came in, you did it, and that's what means the most to them. So, so I highly recommend come down here, do it, give it a shot. We're probably going to give you some, some giveaways here. Um, but, you know, try, you know, try to see if you can see them for yourself. I'm not going to do any giveaways. I will just say we did absolutely horrible. Yes, we did terrible. Uh, Patrick got one correct. I got one correct. I got two correct. And the one that we both got correct was uh, was Freem. So just, that, I guess it'll be our giveaway. Yeah, you give it away. That'll be our giveaway. The one we got correct was Freem. And uh, I got another one correct that, uh, as a half hint, Patrick didn't love. I did not love that beer. Which is surprising, but, I, uh, but yeah. I did not love that beer when I tasted it. Um, Mike felt pretty confident when he had it. And it is, let's just say, a heavy hitter on this list. Yep. So, I did not get Wanderlust. No. And as we saw, we, talk, we were talking to someone else up there at the bar. Um, every single person, there were five menus up there of, mm-hmm. of choices, picked number four as Wanderlust. Yep. It's not. It is not. Uh, however, I did choose number four as my favorite beer of the 12. I am sitting. My beer of the week is number four. Okay. Um, a hint, it is a previous beer of the week. So if you want to look at Taylor's list, you can maybe boil it down to what it is. Yep. Um, I think this beer is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to 
drink some more of it. I uh, I chose number eight again as my beer uh, for the list. Uh, I was wrong on what I thought it was, but uh, pleasantly surprised, actually, by what I chose as my favorite. Again, I won't give any spoilers. The beer I'm drinking in front of me is one that I saw on their tap list that I saw on social media and went, ooh, I'm going to try that. And it's here. It's the Bowie Strongale Winter Ale. It's the winter warmer. And uh, considering we just had 12 IPAs, I'd like to have something not an IPA for uh, for our final beer. So my beer of the week is the Bowie Strong Gale Winter Warmer Ale. Uh, I haven't had a lot of Bowie lately. Yeah. And I would like to go back to Bowie because I think their food is delightful and the location is delightful. And I love their beer. And The uh, atmosphere alone is just so fantastic there. We, we've talked about going out to Astoria for an episode mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll be the next time I get a chance to go because it's not, it's not like it's far away. It's not like it's hard right. to get to, but... I mean, it's like, oh, you go to Astoria, what are you going for? Well, to get beer. <laughs> it's basically I, it for me. So. I was there not too long ago. Me and Abs went out there, and we sat, and it was like a nice fall day, so it was sunny, and we were kind of chasing the sun because there was, you know, shadows from buildings, and when you got in the shadow, it was definitely cold, but when you were in the sun, it was really nice, and they have, Bowie has this extended kind of patio now where they have, I think we've talked about this. Yeah, it's right on the right side of the building. Yeah, and they've got, you know, some Adirondack chairs and a little fire pit, and I think we sat there and drank a beer, and I think we went 20 minutes without saying anything to each other or to anybody. Looking at the Columbia River. Yeah, and I, I, I always, and, you know, this is like a relationship goal type thing when you can have those moments where you're sitting there and you're just kind of in bliss. And you're you've you've got a good beer in front of you. You're with somebody you, you know, you really want to be next to, and in an environment that's really awesome. Uh, I love love the whole atmosphere that is Bowie. So I'd like to go back there, and uh, maybe the next time I go, we'll be on this podcast. But yeah, so that's our beer of the week. That's, I mean, we did not do very well today. Patrick is very frustrated. I am extremely frustrated. As he told you, he takes this very seriously. I'm not frustrated because it's my first time doing it, so I'm like, oh, I got two. Okay, well. And 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 to be honest, you know, I you know, I'm not. I mean, I am a little upset. I didn't get Wanderlust correct. Um, but that's not the be all end all. I think. I think we both felt pretty confident with some of them. Yeah. And to know that only one of them was correct. <laughs> I, I think I think the ones I think the ones that I got incorrect that are the most frustrating to me is the volatile substance. It is the palate jack, uh, mostly because I was very harsh on what I thought was the palate jack and what it turned out to be, I feel equally as guilty. Um, and very upset because I feel like I said things that were not very nice or accurate. Um, I am a little, I am a little pumped that I got the frame right. I'm a little excited about that just because, as we kind of were talking, that the frame has a very clear flavor profile, yep. and to be able to nail that down, I do think some of that is recency bias. Like I said last night, I had a couple frame beers, and so I've got that kind of idea in my head. Um, but to to kind of counter that, we were very much like we tasted number four. We're like, that's Breakside. Yeah. And it wasn't. And to we be fair. We tasted 12. We went, that's Freem. It was, which is nice. But, I mean, it's like, so maybe our palates are just warped in this competition. You know? And to be fair, those other three ballots we saw, including the guy who got eight, he did not get Breakside Wanderlust correct. True. And they also put it at four. Yes. So they 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 had we looked at it and it was like the the one of the common threads was we all had Breakside at number four. Yep. And Which is very interesting. And I ended up voting for number four, 
Um, not because I am a breakside honk, which I am. I mean, they call me company man at work, and they do it to poke and tease me, and I kind of laugh it off because it is true. You know, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe breakside, and I really care about the company that I work for, and they take very good care of me. Uh, but I chose four because I thought four was the best beer on the tray that I tasted, considering batch numbers and dates, and I may have seen some empty kegs. Uh, in this building and maybe looked at some batch numbers and maybe know the dates on those. Not using that as an excuse, um, but I am... <laughs> Still a very, got it wrong, so... But I'm very aware of that sometimes beers evolve differently, and when you are used to tasting a beer at one level and you taste it again at another level, it's hard to remember the evolution. I don't do tasting panel anymore. That's I'm not sitting here trying I didn't know to. That actually, I'm not sitting here trying to excuse myself. Of, How come you just? It's too much time. Yeah, of not knowing Wanderlust. No, it's just I'm I'm at Slabtown five days a week. I it's very hard for me to get to Milwaukee because I work. You know, I work long hours. I work late hours, and it's hard for me. the The time in which they do that is hard for me to get down there, and so I haven't tasted Wanderlust at forty five days. I drink Wanderlust at like 12 days oh, on the regular. Big man over here. On the regular. Well, Hashtag humble brag. Well, well, I mean, I think one thing that's really cool about, you know, about Breakside and something we do really well is, we, you know, we have a date in which kegs that pass this date are not sent to the pubs because we believe that if you come into town and want to go to Breakside, you should drink the freshest beer possible. So I haven't had... 45-day-old Breakside or 45-day-old Wanderlust IPA in four months, five months, because I drink 12 to 15-day-old. So, you know, and beers change. And I one thing we love about Wanderlust is that Wanderlust ages well. And I know what number it is, and I know what I chose for that, and I respect that beer as well. So the good news is, is by no means... Did I think it was a bad beer? Thank God, number nine, which is so funny that I bashed on now knowing what it is. Uh, I'm glad that I still treated the the beer that was Wanderlust with respect. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. However, number four, I am drinking a pint of it. And I think this beer is fantastic. And I am very good friends with the people at this brewery. And I... Matt told me that this beer is leading. Okay. This beer is leading. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that people might think it's Breakside Wanderlust, but it's not Breakside Wanderlust. And I think that is super cool. And he said they're going off the number. They're not going off the brewery. Right. And if this beer, in fact, is the beer that wins, I couldn't be happier for them. It is my favorite. Favorite brewery in town, not called Breakside. Hint, hint, hint. And they are. I don't think that's a big hint because I'm like, what? (laughs) You've never said that before. They they are not only in my top ten; they are in my top three. Again, that's not much of a help because I don't think that you've talked about this much before. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the podcast now. God, if you want to if you want to come do it for yourself, so devastated. Sorry for the tangent. Sorry for the tangent. Hawthorne Hop House on Hawthorne, of course. Right past Cesar Chavez, like a couple of blocks past it. Uh, there's a big sign in front of the strip mall that has it on there, so it's hard to miss. Excuse me. 
and uh, come do it for yourself and, and let us know what you did. If you let us, if you do it and you find out from Matt or whoever is behind the bar how you did, uh, let us know on social media. Instagram.com slash beers on us. I'm at MikeLynch27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDenny085 on Instagram. And uh, sub, rate, review, wherever you find us. Really, really appreciate it. And we're not sure what we're doing next week. We talked to the Ruse guys. We're going to do that soon. It's probably not going to be next week. Might but, be. Uh, it might be. But uh, we're going to do that soon. We're not sure 100% what's going to be next week. But uh, send us your beers. Keep sending us pictures and stuff like that. Take If you do the Hop House Challenge, take a picture of it. Post it on your account. Tag us. Tag us We'd it. love to see what you guys are doing. Um yeah, I think this is a really fun thing. And if anything, it just gets talking about what's good, you know? Yeah. Like, the beer that I think is the best is a beer that I've had and I've really, really enjoyed. So that makes me feel good a little bit. I'm curious where you guys land. Uh, and Freem is still very, very good. And you will not have Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. And we'll see you next week. Traces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.